0: Day oh holiday hey guys welcome uh it's mfgcast here we like to talk about card games board games video games uh, game games yeah anything in between
1: phone app games yes even. phone yes. app
0: games ios games uh games that you can play with your i'll leave that blank fill in the blank yard um, games yeah and yard games, about there yard you yard go. Games. Jarts. Um, <laughs> there else? you go.
1: We've got a new podcast topic, <laughs> yard games. All about yard games. And we'll talk about
0: it in January. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're at the end of the year here. Happy holidays, everybody. It's December. It's cold some places, especially here in Wisconsin. You're celebrating your Christmases, your Hanukkahs, your Kwanzaas, your whatever else you're doing. Have fun with that. And we're going to be doing our top eight of the year, okay? And when you think of top ten lists, top five lists, stuff like that, we do top eight, but we do it a little differently here. What we do is instead of number one being the best, we call it number eight is the best. So if you're rolling an eight-sided die like you're role-playing, eight is always best, one is always a botch. So what we like to do is, even though a lot of people don't like to do this, what we like to do is we like to say eight through two, are our best games of the year and then number one is a botch it's a game that either we hated or didn't quite get or just something that just kind of slipped through the cracks that we just really didn't find very fun so don't hate us if we don't if we like it or if we don't like it and you like it that's just you know it's just our opinion so before we get into this whole thing if you want to help us keep the podcast relevant uh, this ain't cheap it actually costs us money to do this and we give it to you for free so if you want to help us out go to www.amazon.com MFGCast yep. and shop as normal. Buy yourself that big screen TV you've been wanting or 10 $50 games that you want to get for your special loved ones and a few pennies will come our way and it's a little thank you for all the amazing quality of podcasts that we give to you. So if you give us a little bit of charity that way, and then we can make a little money in return to uh, put in our wallets that we'll be spending to, for our Christmas presents, that would be great. Um, also, if you want to go to uh, Zazzle.com, we also have a bumper sticker, MFGCast bumper sticker, or a, a Red Shirt Crew t-shirt. Um, so if you want to go to www.zazzle.com slash MFGCast, you can uh, buy those things, represent... And then a little, a, a, again, a, a little few pennies come our way. So before we get into this whole thing, what we're what we usually do is we like to do our top eight, and then we like to do what we're looking forward to in the next year. So before we head into that, I'd actually like to give everyone else's top eight for for their two thousand fourteen. So we had a few people respond on Twitter and on Facebook. So like to kind of give him a little bit of a shout-out here. Bevan, B-E-V-A-N, at Blue Cat Games. His top eight, starting with number one. We like to do the starting with eight and going down to, or starting with one is lowest and going eight is highest, but everyone else doesn't quite get that yet, so we'll just go with their number one to their number eight. Um, so number one being their best. Um, so Bevan at Blue Cat Games, his number one game was Waggle Dance. Number two, Camel Up. Number three, Gala Marcana. Number four, Splendor. Number five, Love Letter. Number six, King of New York. I hate that he's played that already, because I really want to play that. (laughs) Age of War and and Hyperborea i'm saying that very wrong i'm sure hyperborea hyperborea thank you yeah wow i don't
1: even know if that's right but it sounds good (laughs) it
0: probably is melodic it probably is (laughs) and sorry we don't know we don't know every single game so if we get these wrong i apologize it's just kind of the way things go as a matter of fact I don't know most of the games on that list. <laughs> there is
1: two that I think
0: I recognize the name of. Yep. So
1: we're going to have to look those up and see what they are. And
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Maybe try them out if we can. Yep. I don't know what if they're for a system or if they're board games or what. Yeah, it looks I like, know a couple of them were board games for yeah, sure. Yeah, it looks
0: like most of these are board card games. So. Okay. So that's great. It also gives us a little bit of uh, something to shoot for. Because, again, we don't have all the money in the world, but it's nice to have some stuff on our list to you know play for next year. Yep,
1: it's awesome to have recommendations. Always... Send them in on Twitter. Let yep. us know what you're playing and if it's something we should try out if we haven't.
0: So, Yep, exactly. Let's see. What else are we doing here?
1: Somebody else. Their list.
0: Yep. <laughs> We're going to do uh, at Rich Summer. Rich Summer, you may know from Mad Men. Um, he was nice enough to give us his top 8 list. Number 1 for him was Dead of Winter, which I've been hearing a lot of I good things about. I want that game. Yep, yeah, that looks awesome. Heard nothing but good things. Another game that I've been hearing really good things about that I don't know much about is Star Realms. Apparently that's supposed to be a really fun game. Have not played that myself. That's his number 2. Splendor is number
1: 3. It's 2 for Splendor, and I don't even know what that one is Yeah,
0: yet. we'll have to find that out. Yep. Uh, number four is Imperial Settlers. I've heard that one's really fun mm-hmm. also. King of New York again at number five. Uh, number six, One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Never heard of that at all, so I would like to find out what that is.
1: I think... I think I've seen that online to get, but I think it's a lot of players.
0: Oh, okay. But so you have to have It you looked have to have cool friends. to me, but oh, it no. looked like it
1: was one that had a lot of players. <laughs> if I remember right. It might, uh, there was something that was Ultimate Werewolf something, but I don't know if it's the same gotcha. thing. But it had it like, must be. something I, to 70 players or something weird like that. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: How, how many people... How many games have ultimate and werewolf in it. I'm sure right. there's not very many. <laughs> number seven is Red 7. I've heard a lot of good things about that. That's kind of like a phase 10 kind of game, but with a little bit of a twist to it, which is cool, a little light game. And uh, uh, his number one, did I say number two was Red 7? Or did I say number seven? Number I think, seven. I think I went all the from on. from one up to yep. eight right here. Yep, one, two, three, four. Number six was One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Number seven, Red 7. Number eight, Diamonds, a game that oh, we've played. Cool. So, and, uh, Rich said it was a uh, year of light games for him. So a lot of these were really quick light games, which is fine by me. I like, I am, I am, seems like in my old age, I kind of like light games a little bit yeah. better than games that are a little bit more immersive, but you know, every once in a while it's fun to play a nice long game at store at S T O O R A T stu rat, sorry, stu like Stuart. His name is Stuart. Patterson. He, didn't even, he couldn't even come up with eight, but he said the ones that he's played the most are Forbidden Island, another game I'd love to play. Uh, Guillotine, which we've played, which I like. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Revolution, and Rush Hour. And then he said no one's up for, run, uh, for Netrunner though. And yeah, that's kind of one of those games I think is a little more immersive, so sometimes it's hard for people to get into that kind of game. We'll play it. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> At Naked Meeple on Twitter also rated his top eight number one was five tribes number two was nottingham number three was the cure what is that uh uh, band what a band yeah a band pandemic (laughs) the cure panamax at number four from stronghold games number five waggle dance waggle dance must be really popular because i've heard a few and i've seen it it actually looks kind of fun um number six diamonds again number seven greenland and number eight ludwig another game i have not played some a lot of games on here that we haven't played, so I'm right. interested to see what they're all about. This great, thanks a lot, guys. For, yep, for your um, yeah, save those lists. Yeah, exactly.
1: I want to look up all those games that I don't know and see what they are and add them to wish lists.
0: Yes, exactly. So at Passport Games, some of you may know that has made some some pretty good some pretty great games. Their top eight was number one is Kingsport, number two is Sam Spirit. Number three is Versailles. Versailles, no S. Versailles, sorry. <laughs> it's French. Number four is Cult Express. Number five is Sheriff. Number six is Sushi Dice. Number seven is Praetor. and number eight is Verona. A, not, a, a lot of now a lot of games that I don't I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cult Express, I think I've actually heard of sushi, sushi Dice. I have too, but I've never played it. At KB Stream. Um, didn't give a a top eight, but he also did say that his favorite is Discworld Ankh, Morpor. Never played that either. Mm-hmm. At R underscore U underscore D underscore D underscore A Ruda, she rated number one, Sheriff of Nottingham, number two, Pandemic the Cure, number three, Power Play, Number four, Five Tribes, Number Six, Luchador, Number Seven, Kings Kingsbird. Number eight, Splendor. Wow, she actually put a lot more than this. Uh, Machi Coro, another game that we'd like to play, and then uh, Marvel Dice Master. So she gave us a bunch, mm-hmm. which is fine. You know, if, you, if it's more than top eight, hey, you gotta. That's just the way it has.
1: Yep, we do honorable mention, but we just like to fit it into yep. our eight exactly. So.
0: At PJ B N T L Y, PJ Bentley, he said he has got, he's going to have to pick some that are new to him. He decided to pick Whirlful Bonanza. King of New York, Robin Caruso, Concordia, Elevensies, Concept and Splendor at Cardboard News. They said Cardboard News actually said that they were gonna have to cop out and wait and to wait to say the day before, uh, re- re-recorded. But uh, oh wait, no, until the 18th. So they must there must be some other stuff that they're waiting for it to come out and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we'll have to keep you uh, keep you abreast of that news at Hokey Stone. H-O-K-I-E, Stone. He said Russian Railroads was probably number one for him. He didn't rate anything else, but he really likes Russian Railroads. And at Forbidden Limb, he said all spots are taken up now by Good Cop, Bad Cop. So apparently he really (laughs) likes that game. And then uh, lastly, we've got At Wife Morph. He did his top eight. So number one is Binding of Isaac, Rebirth. Number two is Smash Brothers for Wii U. Number three is Bioshock Infinite Burial at Sea Episode 2. Number four is d d 5th Edition. Number five is Mario Kart 8. Number six is Crossy, R- Crossy Road, which is an iOS game. Number seven is Walking Dead Season 2. And number eight is South Park Stick of Truth. So, a lot of great games out there, guys. I mean, thanks for... The great list. It's kinda cool to see stuff that, you know, we can kind of use as something for maybe stuff to play in twenty fifteen. So yeah. that's great that we're able to look at all this stuff that we, you know, are interested in and, or maybe that we didn't even know and now that we're gonna be interested in it, you know. So that's great. All right. Now that we've gotten everybody else's top eight, and I thank you very much for that. That's great. Um let's get into our top eight. All right, the top eight. So let's start with our number one, our botch. Uh, Mike, I'm going to let you go first with that.
1: All right. I'm going to go with Coup. Ha-ha! Or Coop, yep. as we called it. Because it, I, I don't know. It's that thing where we t- you just mentioned about we didn't really get it for the game. Maybe if we had more players, it would have been better. I don't know. But for us, it was just kind of like, meh. And I know people like it i think i've read that people like it but for us i just i couldn't get into it so what about you
0: um it's funny because we had talked about this before you before we got in the air you um actually weren't gonna even do a botch yep because i
1: forgot about that game for one thing and then even that it wasn't like oh it's horrible like some other years we've had so
0: yep exactly and uh so I thought it was funny that you weren't even actually talk about that. Um, that is my number one also. Yeah, it was just something that we played. It was one of those that I had heard f- through the great grapevine that it was, you know, a fun game. I think even Will Wheaton really likes it. I'm, there's other people that like it right now. It's even uh, got a, I think there's a banner on Board Game Geek about it. What people are raving about it um, for some reason. You know, we played it two and I think three player and for some reason it just didn't quite pan out for us it just there was just something about it that didn't click and uh, you know maybe it's something we need to play a little bit more of maybe maybe we even played it wrong i doubt it but it was just one of those things that just didn't quite work out right so it's weird that you know we tried to play it and it didn't quite you know, fit the bill. It's it's supposed to be one of those games that basically you have influence. You've got other people that are basically trying to assa- assassinate you and bring you down. It's a small card game. You know, each player starts the game with two coins and two influence. So they have two face down character cards, and then they, the each character has a set of powers and stuff like that. So then each turn, you can take one of the three actions. You can take one coin from the treasury for income. You can take two coins from the treasury for foreign aid, or you can start a coup and pay seven coins and launch a coup against an opponent. And it's just one of those games where, you know, for some reason we just didn't quite get into it as much as maybe we should have. And it was, I don't know, it just was really kind of confusing. So it was really, you know, I don't know, maybe, is there some, maybe there's something we're missing. I don't
1: think it was quite so much confusing as for two players, it was just too easy because you kind of had to guess what the other person had and there's only so many yeah. options in between two people it's very easy That's to figure true. out yeah so, may, know?
0: so maybe it's something more of maybe they shouldn't have called it a two player game maybe they yeah. should have said three or four and four to six or whatever yeah. you know so then it has a little bit more meat to it where you know between the two of us it just it was like oh okay you know and I'm pretty sure that I don't know if me did me and you play it with Tracy at one time I know I played I it with so. Tracy no. okay so maybe I played it with Tracy and somebody else, or maybe we just played it by ourselves. But, yeah, it just was one of those things where it just didn't quite click in for us. And I still have the game. You know, maybe maybe one time we'll pull it out when we actually have more players and just to see if we can maybe get something going. But yeah. otherwise, it just didn't quite work out with us. So that's our number one. Two. All right, number two. I'll pick my number two, actually. All right. My number two was Pixel Tactics 3. This is a game that... Uh, Mike kind of picked up on a whim. One of those good sales. A really cheap game, actually. This game kind of plays like Final Fantasy Tactics in a card game on a board or on your table, basically. And basically, what it is, is it can be a standalone game or it can be used to expand the other Pixel Text games. And it comes with uh, new play modes such as Epic Constructed, which you can build 60 card decks cube draft and more than you can access by combining all three Pixel Tactics games. And then they even have uh, 25 new heroes, which is crazy. So, basically, it's a head-to-head game of tactical combat for two players, and then you each have a deck of 25 cards, and then you draft a leader, basically. The leader's abilities alter the strategy of the game and stuff like that, so you have to use your your leaders to kind of (coughs) craft the game in the way that you would craft against them. And I think on if I'm not mistaken, you had a front 3, you had a middle 3, and you had a back 3. Yeah. So basically you just kind of it's like putting troops into battle. It's all and just like playing Final Fantasy Tactics, if you guys have ever played it, it's just like almost like chess, you know, you've got your all your different guys with all the different abilities and then you have to play off of that. So, I like that aspect. I thought it was cool that uh that it was something that Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Tactics is like one of my favorite games. So to find that in a card game and to know that there's more than that you know there's like there one and two and stuff like that and just something that you pull off out of a whim that's cool that we found that out and we were mm-hmm. able to play it. So it was, it was, I thought it was very fun. We didn't play it as much as maybe as I'd hoped to but uh, so that's probably why it's a little lower than, uh, than it could be but I really like Pixel Tactics 3. Okay, so what uh, what was your number two? Um,
1: before I go to that, Pixel Tactics 3 did not make my list, but it was honorable mention. Nice. So All right. That one, done talking about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number two is actually Elder Sign. It's different for us as far as, like, the Cthulhu myth mythology type stuff. We've mm-hmm. never really played a game yeah, like that I before. Say,
0: that's the first game we've ever played with that. Yeah,
1: and um, it just has a lot of cool elements of creepiness a bit, you know, and mm-hmm. I think it's got so many options. There was a lot of different characters to choose from. I really like the fact that I could play it by myself. I played it by myself maybe three times before we ever played it together so I could get the rules down. And I thought that's I always enjoy that when they can make a game good enough that I can play it by myself, you know. But yeah, I just think it's a, a really neat game. I don't remember when it actually came out, but it, we just first played it this year. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just fun. That's all I have to say. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a fun <laughs> game. It's another another fantasy flight game that's that, that's super fun. I really enjoyed it myself. It's got a lot of a lot of different aspects to it where it, it makes it a lot a lot funner than just Oh, it's just a couple of things and stuff like that. It's really got a lot of good meat to it, yeah. so I really enjoyed it.
1: And for a Fantasy Flight, Fantasy Flight game, the rules weren't that hard to follow. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, always good. And there's a ton of pieces, just like any other <laughs> or Fantasy Flight game. So. <laughs> yeah, that
0: always <laughs> seems to happen. Yeah. That always seems to happen. All right, now we're moving on to number three. three. My number three was a stronghold games game it was diamonds everyone else on a lot of people on twitter seem to like it and i did too i'm a sucker for trick-taking games i've always liked them you know back when i used to play hearts and clubs and stuff like that you know it's kind of the same kind of thing but it's got a little bit of a twist to it it's got uh suit actions basically so what you do is you have a vault every every player has a vault Basically, you score more points with the most diamonds inside of your vault, but you also can score points for the outside of your vault, which is called your showroom. And then there's different suit cards, uh, different suits of cards that, when if you win the trick, it uh, moves things around. So you can uh, take a diamond from the supply into your showroom, from the showroom into your vault. You can do you can move someone from someone's showroom to your showroom. You can move one from your showroom to your vault. Um, it's a it's a nice little cool thing. It's a little different. It actually, no matter if you're playing with two players or you're playing with more, it actually, you know, it's not it's not like ku where you know it's too easy if you if you're playing just two players as opposed to four players or whatever. It's got a lot of thinking into it. You know, it's got the randomness of it too with how many cards you have depending upon how many players you have. Um, Does that one even have two players? It does.
1: Oh, okay. Yep. We never played it two players. It was just the uh, we played it with Tracy. I oh thought. yeah, we always played it with Tracy, yeah. don't we? Yeah. No, me and Tracy so. have actually played it quite okay. a few times
0: because she really—that's my wife. If no, if you—if you guys don't know, Tracy really enjoys that game actually. So cool. it was nice to every once in a while we go upstairs when Logan went to bed and we would just you know play it between each other and it really—it still has a good amount of fun to it. So it's nice to be able to play that two players if you don't have more than that, mm-hmm. and that's why I like Diamonds from Stronghold Games. Uh, what was your number three, Mike?
1: My number three was Marvel Legendary Villains. Nice. We rated it decently high. Yep. Our only real knock against it was it was too close to the old Legendary, mm-hmm. but it is new, it's different, you know, so it was still super fun. We played it several times. I think you guys played it a lot. Yeah, me and Tracy um, played it a ton. Yeah, and I mean... We always love our Marvel games. Yep. So, our superhero <laughs> superheroes games superheroes too easy. Yep,
0: that's all I really have to say on that one. All right, sounds good. All right, so let's get to our number 4. 4. Mike was what was your number 4?
1: <clears throat> number 4, I move on to more Marvel with Marvel Dice Masters. Nice. We like uh Courier started it off for us with the Dice Building games and you know, it's the same company that made it, but they made it with Marvel characters involved, and it's really fun. Um, we played it. We've played it several times now. I guess um, yeah. the only thing that kind of sucks about it is it's the collectible type thing, you know. So you don't have all the stuff unless you really put more money into it. You can buy individual dice off of eBay in different places if you want, rather than buying all the little packs. But it's always fun to buy the little. Booster packs and see what you get. So. Yeah.
0: A little easier nowadays, you know, like magic booster packs for like four bucks. Mm-hmm. Dice dice uh, booster pack from for Marvel is only a buck. So it's very yeah. easy to spend a couple of bucks on those.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, we had a lot of fun with it. I know we talked about it different times on the podcast, and, you know, it was one of those great games for the year, and we're looking forward to more and more expansions
0: and stuff yeah, on it. So. Which they, I'm sure they will come out with, now that they know that the demand is there. Yeah,
1: they should know the demand <laughs> is there after the <laughs> debacle of getting it out in the first place. Yeah, so. that
0: is true. Yeah. Uh, my number four was Core Worlds by Stronghold Games. It's one of those that uh, I can of, you know, we had talked to um, Stephen Bonacore, um, CEO of uh, Stronghold Games, and is one of those games I was kind of intrigued by, and uh, once I found it was a found out it was a, it was a deck Builder. I you know I love deck Builder, so it was kind of one of those things where I you know would have yeah you I know, was kind of interested in. Didn't really think about getting it until we were in the cities at one point, and it was on sale, and I was like, okay, well this is mine. You know, mm-hmm. I mean not that I wouldn't have bought it at full price. It was just one of those things that I think at the time it wasn't even at our local game store. So sometimes when it's not. Easily accessible unless you have money to spend online. A lot of times you don't think about that kind of stuff. So I kind of bought. I decided to buy it, and uh, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. It's a yeah. fu- it's a fun game. Um, it takes a little bit to play, but then again, it, it's it's one of those that it doesn't really get old for me. You know, it's one of those. It's uh, you know like any deck building game. You buy resources basically, and you use those resources to do things. Like with this one, you have to. You basically have to invade core worlds and when you get those core worlds you get basically your victory points Um, there's some other things that you can get victory points with there's certain cards that you can combo with Um, there's also some prestige cards at the last round of the game where you can get a little bit more. And then, you know, I, and I liked it so much that I decided to pre-order, or actually I got it for an early Christmas present from my mom. Thank you, Mom. I got the expansion Revolution, and I really liked that. And then I I told uh, Stephen about that and told him, now I need to get Galactic Orders, and he told me, you really do need to get them. Not Not being the businessman as he, as he, you know, should be, he just said that once you get that Galactic Orders in there, too, because there's another event deck spot from... Oh well, there's the other cards that the advancement cards that come yep. in the Revolution pack that make that a lot better, a lot better of a game. So it'll be nice to get that eventually, and you know, kind of build that up and get it going. Because a lot of times when it comes to games, a lot of times I don't get too many expansions. I'll, I'll maybe get an expansion every once in a while, but a lot of times I don't try to, I don't usually collect because sometimes it's hard because it's a lot of money. But with this, I liked it so much, I'd like to do that. So that's Core Wars by Stronghold Games. All right, now to number five. Five. All right, I will go with my number five next. I picked Pathfinder Adventure Card Game, Rise of the Rune Lords. Um, this is a game I know that we scored fairly high. Mm-hmm. The reason why it's probably not as high as maybe maybe as it should be now is because we haven't played it in a long time. So a lot of times it kind of sucks because you play these games and you know that you love them, but you try to think about, okay, what did I love so much about this, you know? But, I mean, what can you say about, I mean, it's, it's a D&D, basically. It's a card game. Um, the way they did it was really cool. It's, you know, it's like an adventure packed into this, you know, card game. You can also get expansions for it to, to keep your story going. So, basically, if you take all of these different packs and you take your guys... And the cool thing about that game that I remember of is that you can keep leveling up your guy like you mm-hmm. would in D&D.
1: Get more cards and build up your deck a little bit more. and Yeah. Yeah, it was very cool.
0: Yeah, and I thought that was awesome because, you know, most of those kind of games are like, okay, you play this game, you're done. You can't do that kind of thing. Where this mm-hmm. is cool, it's like it's like you're playing a D&D adventure and you're leveling up your guy. And as long as you keep getting those other, those other decks or those other expansions to it, you can keep, you know basically and if you're you know have a good imagination you can get your guide to a high level and you know tell that story so i always thought, i thought that was really cool and i it's one of those that we keep talking about there's some of these games that we have to bring out and play again to get used to and, and maybe keep it be it a regular thing that mm-hmm. would be something i'd like to play again me too uh, mike what's your number 5
1: my number 5 i finally moved over to video games um nice. is a wolf among us or the wolf among us um I know, I think I put it on the list last year, but there was only episode one out. Um, and so I got the rest of the episodes this year. And it was it's just a really fun, fun game. Really interesting. You know, it's the Telltale games. I love Telltale games. Yep. I will keep buying Telltale games as long as they keep making interesting games with cool, like, licenses, you know? Um, this is your fairy tale you know mixed with gritty crime drama pretty much yeah very very fun and interesting and you know it's the whole make your decisions and see what happens and then go back and play it again if you want and you know make different decisions and see how the story changes and so i don't know i love that game and i recommend it to anyone that you know likes cool different video games so.
0: yep yep and telltale always has a good track record mm-hmm. so you really can't go wrong i yep. haven't played it myself i'd love to eventually i will get to it because yeah. i mean again telltale just always goes comes through
1: The only thing is is you know you buy a full season of it you know five episodes usually and it's like 20 bucks which is pretty good yep deal good you deal. know
0: yeah yep. for sure all right so that brings us to a number six six i'll let you start first
1: okay My number six staying with video games, South Park the stick of truth. Nice. I heard it mentioned on somebody's list when we went through the lists and it's just really fun. You know, it's like an RPG almost, but it's just South Park. It's if you're like me and you watch South Park since the beginning, they do nods to everything they've ever done on the show. It's all the same voices, you know, and everything. I mean, pretty much the animation looks the same way because the video game, they can make it look like the show. just really fun. I don't think I've quite finished it yet. I know I haven't quite finished it yet, but I've got to be pretty close, and I need to put that back in to play one of these days again because it's really fun and really raunchy humor. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. If anybody knows South Park, you know what's going to be, you know, and... And, and it's even
1: worse because they can do more of the video game than they can on TV. Of course. You know? yep. So,
0: and what the cool thing is too, is like, even though I'm sure there's a lot of people that were mad, it took so long to come out with, but mm-hmm. Matt and Trey Parker or, or Matt Stone and Trey Parker, sorry. I put them as like, they're like married or something, but <laughs> they kept writing. Mm-hmm. They're just like, you know what? We just have so much stuff. And they wanted to, ha- they, and they knew video games. Mm-hmm. They know, they knew they wanted something that was worthy of a South Park game because, guess what, there have been some South Park games that have been all shitty, I think. I don't think there's been a good South Park game, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think I've ever played a South yeah, Park game I think I that, played so. one, and I can't remember what it was, but it was terrible. Didn't they
1: have a racing game or something, it seems like? Yep, it.
0: I think that was one yeah. of them, too. But they've, they've had a few, and it just didn't work out so well, to, so they really worked on it. Yeah, this
1: game and, was well worth the wait. Yep, so. and
0: it was well received, so mm-hmm. I mean, in a lot of people... Uh, a lot of people give it a lot of credit for being a great RPG, where it couldn't have, been, you know, it could have been just a stupid salute to the show, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's great that they went to the great lengths that they did. My number six is something we've already alluded to that Mike alluded to is a uh, villain, legendary villains. Um, that's a game that I I really enjoy. Again, it's superheroes, it's legendary, it's you know, it's awesome. You know, it, it's kind of the same thing, but still, it's different. I can't wait for the next. You know, thing to come out, which is funny. Legendary, the original, seem to come out with expansions pretty quick. With this villains, it seems like they're really kind of stagnant. Yep. So it'd be kind of kind of nice to see them move on and actually do some of that stuff. But then they've they've done the Legendary Encounters, the um, aliens game or alien game, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. And I've heard that that even outdoes those these other two games. It goes a step up, which hmm. I don't if if somebody had it i think i would buy it or maybe if if i found it for cheap i would buy it otherwise i'm not god forbid i'm not a big fan of these movies i i probably haven't even seen a full one of them so you know i, I i'm probably not a good speaker of the movies or whatever but i just never got into it so it would have to be some of those one of those i kind of run into it but um yeah it's just one of those things that um they've got a good thing going and they know what to do with it so and who does who does legendary? I forget. Uh, upper Deck. Upper Deck, yes, Upper Deck. Thank you. Yeah, and they they seem to be just coming out with better and better games each year. So, mm-hmm. all right, and that's number six. Uh, number seven. Seven. I'll start with number seven. Uh, mine is actually a uh, game that I have on my phone. It's called Game of Thrones Ascent. It's one of those, you know. If you want to call it a time wizard, you can. That's
1: pretty much any game on the phone. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I think it's a little more involved than that, but then again, it, you know, you could. It's apples, to oranges, whatever. Um, but I really like it. It's It's got the theme of Game of Thrones where you actually get to choose your own adventure and a story within it. So I'll have, like, you know, to start out with in my adventure, it was like. Um, um, I found out that I had. I, i am a lord of something i you know i can't remember what what my place what my land is called or whatever and my house has a fealty to the Martells. and um I've come to find out that uh, a prostitute that i ended up hooking up with i have a daughter now and now all of a sudden she shows up you know and uh and the lords and stuff like that find out, and they want to get rid of th- this family that I shouldn't have, you know, and uh, and instead of shooing them away, I decide to I decide to keep them safe. Okay, I don't really keep keep my lover around, but she's just kind of in the background, like away from me, so you know things don't you know talking doesn't happen. But I keep my daughter, but something happens in the struggle on it, and my daughter loses her hand. So then it starts this road of, you know, she's not worthy of anybody else because she's deformed, you know, because back in the day, if you had anything, of course, mm-hmm. you were you were shunned upon. So it's got that cool thing to it where, it, you know, it gives you that Game of Thrones feel to it where you have to continue to figure out your story and to figure out where you're going. But also you have the, the thing of, like, resource management. So basically you have your your treasury and you have your troops and you have all these different things that you can build up, you know, and you have to have money to make this and that and keep your stuff growing, gotta send out um, sell swords and stuff like that to fight and stuff like that. But you could also call upon people online or people that are attached to the game. I didn't ever think I'd get hooked up with somebody, but for some reason, out of the blue, I got hooked up with a person. I have no who what her name is. I know she's a woman just because she. Well, I don't actually. I don't know if she's a woman. She picked a woman's character. It could have been. Could be. Could be a guy. I'm not gonna specify that. But now we're kind of going back and forth, and I'm doing things for her, and she's doing things for me. And it's it's a fun game. It's like one of those that, you know, with like, I know I, I had talked to at the beginning of the year about how much I loved Family Guy, that app, but mm-hmm. as, as quickly as that love for that game grew is how quickly it kind of fizzled out for me. So um, I don't play it as much anymore, if at all, but this game is one of those games I kind of like to play, and I even have a... Uh, there's a guy at work that plays it, too, so we kind of trade secrets and stuff like that. So it was kind of, fun, kind of a fun game to play. So if you ever get a chance, you like Game of Thrones, try Game of Thrones Ascent. Cool. All right, what's your number seven, Mike?
1: My number seven is another Telltale game. Ooh. game, Walking Dead Season 2. Nice. Um, Wolf Among Us was good. Walking Dead Season 2 was awesome. <laughs> um, I think I played through all five episodes in a weekend. Wow. Like I, I just couldn't put it down. Which is crazy
0: because it took you forever to get season one done.
1: Well yeah. Uh, well season one for one when I bought it I bought it right away. So you know you kind of have to wait and then so yep. you know it's been months in between playing and then yeah I finally I think I was on episode three of that earlier this year still. I just sat down and played it through, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then season two I hadn't bought at all for quite a while, and then it went on sale maybe like a month ago, and I decided I was finally going to pick it up. And like I said, I sat and played that game pretty regularly all the way (laughs) through, and it was just like, this is amazing. Like Some of the stuff that you have to do in that one is just... Nuts, especially you get near the end. No spoilers, but <laughs> holy crap! Like decisions. That's all I gotta say on that. <laughs> nice, yep. Just like,
0: just like any game, yep. any of those games, you know. It's...
1: This is this is like big, hardcore. Big. Huh? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I actually went back after I made the decision the first time and switched because I'm like, oh, did I really want to do that? So, yeah, it's. It's nuts, so nice. anybody that's played it will know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I'll,
0: I'll have to go and play it, because, uh, you know, again, we, you know, I, was I the one that told, told you about it, or we just kind of knew about it, and then I played the crap out of it eventually, and was like, dude, you need to get get playing this, Oh, you know? I
1: started that, I think, before you did, okay. with Walking Dead, gotcha. the original. Yeah. Because um, I had been into Telltale Games for a long time with gotcha. Sam Max and... Yep. Monkey Island, Monkey yep. Island, Back to the Future. Yep. They just they make tons of yeah. good games. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it was just one of those. Right. Yeah. When I played through season one, I was just like, wow. And it's funny because I've been wanting to go back to it, but I, I'm like, I don't know if I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that game really takes a toll out of your psyche. It really does. Yep. It's intense. It gives you those situational. Things where you don't, you know, you don't know if you want to do those kind of Mm -hmm. things. Even if it's a video game, you know, you know nothing's going to happen because it's a stupid video game. But at the same time, you know, unless you don't have a conscience or a psychopath, then a lot of times you're not going to make those decisions easily, Mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, that's crazy. All right. Number eight best game of 2014 that we have played. 8 I'll let you start.
1: Okay, <laughs> I'm going to just say one that you already said. Oh, so, I'll be damned. Yeah, I'm going with Pathfinder, Rise oh, of nice. the Rune Lords nice. because that game was so different, and it still is so different than anything we've played or play. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know it's a card game, and it's a role-playing game, essentially, but it's just so neat and different, you know, really random so many options in it so much stuff and so easy to play like to get into and just you know play right away you know there was there's rules to it obviously but it's just it's really easy to explain to anybody I think anybody that's at least played games before you know like you said before you want to play it again and I want to get it out again too it's just a matter of Timing, I guess it does take up a little more room than some of the other games yeah. with all the cards all over the place. Yeah. But really, really fun. I recommend that game to anybody. Pick that up if yeah. you can. Yeah, very fun.
0: Yeah, it's fun even if you don't like Dungeons and Dragons. It's a, it's just a good overall yeah. game. Yeah, I f- mean,
1: it's not really
0: not too heavy on the D and D part of it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, people, it's not, it's not like playing an RPG where you maybe act a bit or anything Mm -hmm. you don't have to do any of that in this i mean i suppose you could everybody's got a character but we don't do that there's tons of text like flavor text to read even on your missions you know but
0: yeah tells its own story yeah which is cool fun fun all right all right my number eight is something i actually i think maybe talked about once at the beginning of the year didn't get hardcore into it actually until the last last month and it's going to be a surprise to people that maybe have kept track. But um, this is an older game, actually. And it's a video game that I played on my Xbox 360. It's Final Fantasy 13. I don't know what it is. It just... It, I've always liked Final Fantasy. It's just one of those games I've always liked. Um, this one, it's got a little bit more of an evolved time battle system to it. Also, what you can do is you can actually upgrade all of your characters to different... Uh, I'm trying to think of what they call it, but everybody can be a different kind of character. Okay, so you've got like your Ravenger, who's yeah, really careers, ag- really aggressive. Much. Yep, and you can, but you you can also level them up in other stuff. So basically, um, as you're doing these battles, you can actually pick, depending upon what three characters you have, you can actually or actually even two, because sometimes they do two you can pick what kind of strategy you want to have coming in. So say coming in you've got a medic and you've got two aggressive guys. Well, you can do that. You can have the two aggressive guys go at it where the medic's just throwing potions. And the cool thing about that is is that if you have somebody that's not you throwing potions out, you don't lose your potions, which is awesome. So if you have that going on, then it's just like, wow, this is just not even, you know, I don't have to worry about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's other things where it's like, say, you know, you've, they have a thing called stagger. So if you keep hitting a guy good enough, it staggers them. So then they can't attack for a certain amount of time. And if you get enough combos, you can keep going and going and going until the guy's defeated. The cutscenes are awesome. It's beautiful, just like any Final Fantasy mm-hmm. game has ever been. Um, the story is fun. The characters are cool. And, um, I don't know, it's just one of those one of those games that just i don't know it's it makes me feel good about be about loving video games you know it's just got it's got every part that sucks me in it's got the great story it's got the great mechanics and it rules it all together where you know when you're playing a game you're like holy shit i just spent 2 hours of my life where did it go you know and even though time is precious when you get older and you don't have as much time it's still nice to be able to sit down and just play a few hours of that game so So it's one of those games that I I really enjoy and I look forward to playing too. And I think that's, I think, what really solidifies a top game is a game that, you know, no matter what mood you're in, be like, oh, I can't wait to play this game. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's something that's got to be big for that. So, all right, those are our top eight games. Now we'll go with some ones that we got some uh, honorable mentions. So, Mike, why don't you tell me some of your honorable mentions?
1: Yep, some of my things that didn't make the list, but were really close. Like, okay, for one, if I wouldn't have done it the normal way, or the way we do it, my number one before that isn't a bad game um, that would have made my list in an eight was Sentinel's Vengeance. Oh, yeah. Which is cool. We we've always liked Sentinels of the Multiverse, but this is a different take on it because you've got four different villains at the same time. It's just it's really fun. Same superhero type of you know fun stuff that we enjoy card games and yeah, awesome. So the only other ones that I had, I had Pixel Tactics, like we talked about before. Um, I put Core Core Worlds that you had talked about on there. Cool. Actually just got Assassin's Creed Rogue and I know it's an Assassin's Creed game, it's the same type of thing as always. They switched it up because now instead of being an assassin, you are actually hunting the assassins as a Templar. Wow. Which is really cool. That's cool. You know, but it's the same type of thing. They did throw in some of the old things that I really liked. Like they threw back in um being able to like upgrade your towns. You oh, know, cool. and, you know, build up your buildings, you build and stuff up that like, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I missed that in the last couple. Yeah, um, no kidding. Yeah, that
0: was a great great aspect of those games. Yeah,
1: so I mean, I, it's just fun. It's Assassin's Creed. I like those games, and I will keep getting them. I'm sure. So, <laughs> and the last one that I had for honorable mention is the. I didn't want to go overboard with phone games, because it seems like I lose interest in them fast, but right now I've been playing a lot of WWE Supercard, which is um, a 2K game, kind of to go along with WWE WWE 2K15, which didn't make honorable mentions because they took too much stuff out on PlayStation 3 this year. That kind of pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> but How the, do you really feel, Mike? Yeah, the WWE <laughs> Supercard is just fun. It's collecting cards of you know, old wrestlers and you make up your team of, you have a tag team and then two solo wrestlers and uh, a diva and go through essentially a season of like 44 raws apparently essentially. um, And then make it to the king of the ring tournament against other players and stuff and try and win better stuff. And uh, it's just, you know, the collector type stuff that all these phone games are pretty much. So it's just fun.
0: Cool. Very cool.
1: What about you, Honorable
0: Mentioning? What about me? I've got a, bu- I've got a crap load. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> One of the things that actually was going to make my list that I, that didn't, which I was actually really struggling with not keeping on, that I've played a lot lately, for the game day this year uh, that we have for charity, Steven Bonacor actually donated a couple of games. Uh, we got to play those games, and I was so excited about those games that I decided to buy it, and it's called The Crazy Creatures of Dr. Gloom. Um I really enjoy this game it's it's uh it's a card game it's very simple um it's basically you're um either growing or shrinking your your um creatures basically so what you've got is you've got four different colors and on on each card it's like the it's the doctor is basically incubating the monsters or the creatures or whatever. And uh, you start with them face up with the pluses, okay? And when you have a plus, what it means is you you move up in the order of cards. So you've got one through six. So you can start with one, but then if it's a plus sign, you have to go up at least one for the most part. But there's a little twist of it. If you decide to play, if you have a number of the same color, so you have, uh, there's a a yellow 2, and you have a yellow 2, and you put that on there, you can actually flip the card around where it goes negative, so you have to go lower than that number. Or you can make another person, another player draw a card. So that gives them another card to play. Okay? And each of these cards has... Uh, most of these cards have skulls on the top, which is your points. And you do, and the, the role of the game, or the scheme of the game, is to not get those points. Because those are negative points, because they're skull and crossbones. So I think the number 1s and number 6s don't have points, but then number 2, I think, has 1, number 3 has 2 skulls, number 4 has 2 skulls, and number 5 has 1 skull. And basically what you want to do is you want to play as many cards as you can until nobody can play anymore, and then once that round is over, then you count up how many points you got. You play how many rounds compared to how many players. It varies between how many players you have. And then, at the end, you just, you see who has the least amount of or what is it is it the least amount of points at the end of the round wins or at the end of the game wins? I think that's what it is, but um, it's just one of those games that I fell in love with. It's like you know one of those quick easy games where you're like wow i I didn't think I'd like this game, but I really did enjoy it, so I'm glad that I got it, and I think it's pretty cheap i th- I wanna say it's only like fifteen bucks if you get it at strongholdgames.com. So you guys have a little bit of extra money, or if you find it at uh, your local game store, I, I say give it a try. Some other things, uh, Lego Marvel, of course, same old same old, uh, for Xbox 360. Was that new this year? Was it? I think it was. Well, oh, that was new this year. That should have made my list. Okay. If, if it's not, <laughs> I apologize. I may be wrong. Uh, another game was a Target exclusive game. It was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... Alley Chase, I talked about it before, is one of those cheap kids games that was really cool. It's basically you just find a bunch of, or your goal is to find these things, like one of them's Pizza, one of them's Find April, one of them's Find the Mutagen, and you basically hop around and stuff like that, and you have to roll to beat villains and stuff like that. That's a really fun game. Injustice, game I played uh, new for myself this year. I really enjoyed for the Xbox 360. The DC deck-building game Heroes Unite, that's a separate game, but also can go with the first uh, DC deck-building game. I really enjoyed that. Um, Marvel's Dice Masters, of course. I didn't quite put that on my top 8 list, which I probably could have because I still don't... I like it, but I still don't understand it as much as I should. I really want to play it more to really get a good under, better understanding of what characters I can use to make a good team for when we actually fight each other in that. Guillotine, um, as uh, somebody on Twitter actually alluded to, which I really liked. Dishonored is actually an old video game that I got for free for the Xbox. I have not played enough of that. Destiny, I finally played that this year. This is new this year, and I I fell in love with it. I didn't get to play enough of it to rate it. So, you know, unfortunately, I, I... can't say enough about it, but I really want to get this game so I could play it more, because I really enjoyed it. And then, uh, of course, Elder Sign. And then two other couple other games here that I just kind of want to promote, since it's people that we have actually interviewed or talked to on Twitter. Uh, the first is z to z by Mind the Gap Studios. Um, and that is is a game where you basically have a bunch of cards that have a phrase or a saying on it, and we've talked about it before, where you try to get the other person to you you're surrounded by zombies basically and you're trying to pretend you're like you're a zombie so you have to say the word like a zombie and it's a fun little fun little party game to play with people. And uh, you know, we we were able to get it through uh Peter Newland and uh, Mind the Gap Studios, and I really enjoyed it. So if you're looking for that, you can actually um, grab it pretty cheaply on drive or you can actually go through Mind the Gap Studios their site and you can actually get print and play version of it. So I suggest, because he's a friend of the show, that you go to drive through and you know throw throw a few dollars his way to get a fun little party game. Um, also as you heard, as we interviewed John Bentz, we actually um, played his game uh, "Can't Catch Me, Olivia." I ordered that through Kickstarter. That's a fun little that uh, fun little game that I really enjoyed, and my son really enjoys, and my wife too. And uh, it's a cool little, basically, it's a card game basically where you've got Olivia's in the middle, and you've got your guys trying to run away from her basically, and you don't want her to catch you. You flip the cards that are that are on the board. It's like a five by five board basically. And uh, you use the different cards to either move her forward, left or right, behind, um, swap different cards and stuff like that. And that's a fun little game. And uh, if you go to slash uh, games can not catch me olivia then you can find it there. Um, and if if you guys uh, need the link, you can always uh, reach us on Twitter and Facebook. Um, it's only fourteen dollars. It's a nice little. Easy little game. Um, and then lastly is they haven't started their Kickstarter yet, but Neon Sanctum is a card role-playing game that we played. They sent, or I downloaded the, the print-and-play version, but they also sent us a, uh, a nice little deluxe version that they came out with and stuff like that. So we played that a little bit. I'm really excited about that. We'll probably talk to them next year, because I think they said March is when they want to start their Kickstarter, so it'll, we'll have a little bit more information about that. But if you guys want to try that out, go to www.neonsanctum.com, N-E-O-N-S-A-N-C-T-U-M.com, and get the print and play for that. It's a fun little role-playing card game. And so you actually do role-playing, but you also use the cards for different abilities and stuff like that, and it's super fun. So, All right, now that I've talked all I can talk and my voice is starting to wane, let's talk about what we're excited about for 2015. Most anticipated games of 2015. So, Mike, since I am really tired and I'm sick of talking, why don't you talk for a bit? <laughs> all right, well,
1: I was looking for... Well, I wasn't even really looking for what's coming out next year to do for the podcast. I was just kind of looking at what games I kind of want, I guess. I think it just had to do with Christmas coming up, you know, and trying to give people ideas of things that I might want and just discover different things that are coming out. Um, for one, DC Dice Masters. Oh, that would um, be awesome. You know, which is Marvel Dice Masters with DC, pretty much. It's just, you know, the same thing, just adding into it. Um, which I'm sure we will get some of. I'm pretty sure I saw that there's a Marvel expansion to that, Dice Masters as well. So, yeah, there'll be a lot of Dice Masters awesomeness next year. Walking Dead Season 3 was announced. Wow. I'm sure it'll come out next year at some point. I don't know when. They haven't really given, like, a date or anything, but I'm sure it will come out next year sometime. And after finishing Season 2, I'm very much looking forward to Season 3 coming out. Just to go with Telltale Games again, it already came out, well, just today for PlayStation 3, but last week for everything else. Game of Thrones, really, really, really want to play that, and I'll get it at some point. Who knows when, but <laughs> yeah, really looking forward to that. The other ones that I'm looking forward to, Saints Row Gat Out of Hell, which is the newest Saints Row, which apparently you go to hell. So, <laughs> And um, you bring a gat. Yep. Um, Gat is actually the name of one of the characters. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) but I've loved the Saints Row games. The last one, number four, was a little out there, but (laughs) still really fun. The open world, you know, like Grand Theft Auto type of game, except for just weird. Weird, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but really fun. The other one's Persona 5 which I've played the Shin Megami Tensai, I think is what it's called in Japan. I'll um, trust you on that Yeah, one. The different Persona games, I know I've talked about them before I even threw it into weird games because they are weird. Um, they actually have the Persona fighting game that's really popular right now. I haven't actually played that, but I want to. Um, but Persona 5 is coming out for a lot of different systems. I'm really looking forward to that because it's been... I think Persona 4 came out on PlayStation 2. So it's been a long time coming on that game. I also saw an article somewhere that they are actually making a new King's Quest game.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. That I, I, That's awesome. I'm hoping that it'll be in the style of the old ones, you yeah. know, enough to where it'll have that nostalgia feeling but still be new and updated. Nice. Um, I don't really know that much about it. I just saw it. And I was like, "Holy crap, <laughs> but that is not my biggest holy crap. My biggest holy crap is seeing that roller coaster tycoon world will be coming out next year interesting and roller coaster tycoon that franchise is one of my biggest like loves for computer games ever um it, like I played the crap out of all those I will still bring up roller coaster tycoon three and try and make parks and roller coasters and all sorts of stuff. And I've seen videos of it and it looks awesome and I'm really really pumped. So it's supposed to be early 2015. So huh.
0: So what 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 about Roller Coaster Tycoon? I mean, I don't just because I'm not huge. I like riding roller coasters, but I can't see a video game about making a roller coaster park is that exciting.
1: It's not You it's you can build roller coasters in it, but it's like it's a park management type of thing. Okay. So you put in all the rides, you know, food vendors, you try and make the people happy. Okay. Um, but you can actually you can mimic real world parks with all the stuff that's in it. Weird. Um the newest one I was reading online, they took a lot of this the inspiration for the newest one from disney world and other parks like they even have if you've ever been to disney world they have the statue of disney and walt or walt disney and mickey Mickey? holding hands yeah they took this raccoon character that they have in the game Mm -hmm. and like a little mini peep pretty much (laughs) person and did the same type of statue nice even for in the game they have a monorail system that goes between parks I guess you can have four different parks at the same time all connected. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so it looks really cool. Uh, for me, it's the management thing. I love amusement parks, so it's huge for me. The thing with it, too, is you can actually, once you've built the rides, you can ride on them on mm-hmm. it, too. So, uh, you know, it's just it's fun yeah. for me, Nice, I guess. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love those types of games, Zoo Tycoon and Roller Coaster Tycoon and stuff like that. It's,
0: gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Never been my cup of tea, but I'm, a lot of people love it, so yep. I can't, I can't, I can't talk bad about it. Well, I could, but that would. Be- <laughs> <laughs> that
1: is all I have for looking forward to. I'm sure there's all more, right. but that's yeah. the ones that I noticed for sure offhand.
0: So. Um, I I have a few, and it's only stuff that's probably been played by other people and stuff that's out. You know, Tokaido is a big one. I mean, ever since I saw it on tabletop, it's one of those games where you it's. Each player is a traveler crossing the EC Road, one of the most magnificent roads of Japan. And it's basically kind of almost a resource management game, but it's really small and very fluid going through this one basically one path. You have to, you can either paint, make your paintings, which cost, if you get so many in a row, you get victory points for it. Um, depending upon what kind of character you have, you can get different points in that aspect, but I do what you do. Um, it looks beautiful. It looks like it plays great, so I would love to play that. Game of Thrones, like you, told, like you were talking about, I could have talked about it in this because I actually bought it. I bought the first episode. I played about a, I don't know, I would say a fourth. I don't know exactly how far I am. I'm probably not super far, but I'm already hook, line, and sinker. I mean, just like any of these fucking games, it just, it gets me every time. And uh, last night I played it, before I went to bed and I I regretted it. I was like, "Why am I doing this?" you know? I was like, "It's not and e- I, I guarantee you it's not as it's not as intense as Walking Dead. I guarantee it isn't. But there were some decisions I'm like, "Shit, what do I do? Shit, what do I do?" I I actually hit pause on the game and just sat there like, yeah. I don't know what decision <laughs> I'm going to make because uh-huh. I know whatever it is, it's probably going to be wrong." And uh, I even made decisions that I wouldn't normally do. Because I just say, you know what? Maybe I should just try this other way because I know uh, I usually go one way. So mm-hmm. let's try to go the other way. So I'm excited. I'm not gonna talk about it or rate it until everything is out. I think you know, except for to say that again, it's awesome, of course. You know, so far from what I played. Another game I've actually played a little bit that Saint Nick got my wife. Um, is called Love Letter. It's one of those games that's referenced by a lot of people. That's one of their favorite little games. It is amazing. It's one of those, it's... I don't know how to explain it. Basically, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get your love letter to the princess, okay? And then there's different characters in it. There's a princess, a priest, a prince. Gosh, I can't remember the other ones. A guard. But basically, you're trying to get your love letter to the princess. Well, if you went around you get the you get like a little red cube to get that means that you get your love letter to the princess. Okay? And depending on how many players you get is how many tokens you get to win. But each different card has a thing about it that makes makes this game intriguing and very I don't know, very fluent in a weird way and make it really makes you think. I I never would have thought a little card game that probably has you know, maybe, I can't remember if it was like 16, 19. not even that many cards in it, you know. But each of them has a little bit of something that just makes makes it a great strategy game. Basically, for the most part, a lot of times when you win the game, you have to have the highest card, number card. Like, Princess is number 8. A guard is number 1. And they're like, I think one of them is, and I can't remember if it's... I don't think it's the priest it's the other guy with the p i can't remember but it it says if you play that card then it says that you only have two cards in your hand usually you have you have one but then you pick up another card and then you decide which one which other card you put down to use you know and one of the cards is like play that and then you compare whoever has the highest card you win okay and then with the guard the guards card if you take that guard card it says you put that down, and you guess anybody else but the guard. And if you guess correctly, and then, there again, there's 1 through 8, so if you guess correctly what other card that is, then you get the point, and they lose. And then you win that round. It is crazily, it works so perfectly. So I'm sure I'll probably be talking about it quite a bit next year. Um, another thing I saw on Kickstarter is, is that the company that made Pixel Tactics is coming out with Pixel Tactics Deluxe. And this is going to be the first three games with a fourth game added to it. And then if depending upon if you get the deluxe version or just the regular version of it, and the deluxe version you get a little bit more to it. So that would be exciting to get all those. And like I said with the Pixel Tactics 3, you can actually work all those together and make one fucking huge game that will be awesome to play. Other than that, I mean, there's just there's other games that we haven't played yet. I got Mike Firefly. We haven't played that yet, nope. so that'll be kind of fun to play. Oh, another game, uh, Star Wars. Uh, what's it called? Assault, Assault team. something. Assault something. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be one of those games that I probably won't ever be able to get unless I get money for it, or you know, a birthday comes up because it's kind of expensive. I think it's sixty bucks, but love to play that. Trying to think if there's anything else. I'm sure there's other stuff I'm forgetting, but but yeah, there's all, a lot of good stuff. Um, we just this year it's weird because you know thinking about this and talking with other people, there's a lot of good games out there, but I don't feel like we played enough. You know mm-hmm. that's why I think that our that's where my list was really hard because it was just like I really wish we would have played more games. But again, life is life. Sometimes you have money, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you are lucky; you get stuff from other people, so you know it just it depends upon that. So, yep. So we played a lot of good games, and uh, hopefully we can play some more next year. And uh, hopefully next year we can get uh, some more good interviews. We can come up. We can get you um, get you into some better games. If you haven't listened to the last interview, we actually. Uh, interviewed jason anarchy from drinking quest rpg card game sounds really fun take a listen to that that's something i'd actually like to buy and play even though mike doesn't drink it'd be kind of fun to play it uh drinking quest i'd be excited to play that um even though mike doesn't drink we could always do it uh just the regular role-playing way because it seems like it's fun and that one the one adventure with the mega man type characters i think would be super fun so so yeah, so hopefully here in the future we've got a lot more stuff coming out and uh, I would just like thanks. Uh, thank you again for listening and uh, hopefully there's some great games that you can put on your list and uh, if you've got anything else that you think should, uh, that we haven't talked about that you think is great, why don't you let us know on Twitter and Facebook, MFGCast, uh, at MFGCast on Twitter and uh, MFGCast page on Facebook. Come join us. Join in the conversation. Other than that, have a great holidays, and we'll see you next year. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.